It's the new centerpiece of Skopje. London may have Nelson's Column and Paris the Arc de Triomphe, but they don't have dancing fountains and a sound and light show like the Warrior on a Horse monument in Macedonia's capital. In the past four years, this city has undergone a personality and wardrobe change every bit as radical as Sandy in Greece. That's the musical, not the country next door. And it's all part of a plan called Skopje 2014, which the government hopes will change the way the world looks at this former Yugoslav Republic. Compared to 2006, as of today, the number of foreign tourists has doubled. So in that sense, I think that uh, architecture is uh, very important and probably one of the attractive things that people would like to see. Each country, each society, each political system has its own style or preferred style in their architecture. Skopje 2014 is something that we thought we were missing in the previous part of uh, our history and that is this uh, neoclassical style that we were a bit jealous when looking towards uh, Zagreb or Prague or Sofia or elsewhere. So we thought, uh, why not giving uh, also uh, that character in our architecture? And uh, I do believe that uh, architecture is the, uh, one of the most important uh, things that is uh, probably seducing uh, tourists and visitors in our city. Skopje is no stranger to dramatic change, and the railway station clock is a daily reminder. It's stuck at 5.17, the moment a catastrophic earthquake hit in 1963. It flattened four-fifths of the city. Old neighborhoods vanished beneath the rubble. Nothing could be the same again. Enter the man with a track record of nurturing hope out of disaster. Kenzo Tange rebuilt Hiroshima after the Second World War. There could be nobody better qualified to do the same for Skopje. Under the Japanese master of urban design, the city flowered once more. It became a mecca for aficionados of architecture of the brutalist and metabolist schools, and home once again to half a million people. That's when the story about the vision of a city, the vision of the city of Skopje, started to be pro probably more discussed in the public discourse. It brought uh, new neighborhoods, it brought new stories, it brought a whole history. And it's this fascination that someone from the outside comes to your place, to your home, and shows a certain understanding, research, even the will to try to understand. So it's, from that point, is a very romantic story. Parts of the old town survived the earthquake and still flourish today, but now they're overshadowed, literally and metaphorically, by the shock of the new. Or perhaps that should be the postmodern. Museums, theatres and government ministries have sprouted up along the riverbank, and with their neoclassical and baroque stylings, the Skopje 2014 building boom harks back to the past. It's nothing less than eyebrow-raising, and for some, it's positively stomach-churning. What happened here is not change, it's, it's violence, it's aggression and it's repression. One of the ways the whole story was spun is that people who are against the construction of this monstrous 
intervention are against building, are defeatist. They were practically calling a whole generation of young upcoming architects from the university or sociologists as myself or just people who live and love their city. They were calling them anachronias, defeatist or whatever. Uh, the city indeed needs a change, but also a lot of the places that a lot of the places that were left empty don't always need to be filled up in. In the midst of the turmoil, a memorial house to Mother Teresa is less controversial than it might have been. This was completed before the announcement of the Skopje 2014 project, but its architect was one of the key thinkers behind the idea to transform Macedonia's capital. The most important dimension for civilization, for humankind, is space. So architecture deals with it. So that is why it is important what kind of building you are erecting what you are telling with that building. Each country has its own tradition, own folklore, own memory. For us it is important to express ourselves as Macedonians. Vangel Bozanowski says the changes are justified to give both the city and the country an identity they lacked under centuries of domination by everyone from Ottomans to communists. They are proud that something is changing in the center of Skopje and we are, after 300 years, uh, again the capital of Macedonia. Because uh, now when you come in Skopje, you feel that it is a capital city. In former Yugoslavia, even in the Ottoman Empire, it was not the central city and the idea was it is only a crossroad. Now we are changing that and the people are proud, they are proud of the monuments around. You can say that a lot of monuments are not on the art level that maybe I want to see. But the most important thing is that after a hundred years the most important Macedonians are here and gave them their pride after a lot of time. For some, locals and visitors alike, Skopje 2014 is indeed an uncomplicated pleasure. Statues honour the achievements of Macedonians in literature and the arts. The likes of Alexander the Great and Emperor Justinian serve as reminders that important people came from this small country. In that analysis, all this isn't kitsch it's a reason to feel good about where you come from. But others reject these attempts at nation branding, including the man whose design formed the basis of the current Macedonian flag. All that facelifting is uh, a try to reinvent the city, to reinvent the nation, to reinvent the identity issues. So, in my opinion, it is not architectural or urban design, but political abusement of the public space, which use the artistic and uh, pseudo-architectonical means to do it. Architects, they must have their language in every epoch. 
this is not such a thing. Skopje uh, 2014, it is like a symptom of dead, uh, fatal disease of the society. As a culture, we are dying. Because what culture can produce such a horrible things? I am born here and a few years ago I stopped walk in the center by any chance. If I must do, I am going through looking at my shoes. Because looking at those kitsch fascist monuments, that glorious things that have never happened, that's just like uh, Italian and, and fascist uh, glorious buildings and, uh, and sculptures. It is the same kind, uh, the same state of mind that produced this, uh, this uh, provincial farce. A farce usually ends in laughter, and that's certainly a possible response to the column-crazy statue overload of Skopje 2014. But the masterminds of the project are unconcerned by ridicule or criticism of any kind. If you have a big project uh, and you don't have a controversy related to that project, then something is missing in that project. I know uh, many opponents from the very beginning who had some critics about the style or the dimensions of the project. Today they are the first who are making selfies in front of the monuments uh, that uh, are now part of the, uh, this new uh, character and dimension of Skopje. It took a natural disaster to transform Skopje 50 years ago. This time, it simply required an unbending political will. Perhaps over the years to come, the city will grow into its new look. Or maybe, once the construction dust has settled, it'll look into the mirror and decide another makeover might be in order. In Skopje, for Monocle, I'm Guy Delaunay.